0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Swishma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 12, Evolution of Local Governance before 73rd and 74th Amendment. Human institutions evolve over a period of time and in the process getting adapted to the traditions and temper of the people. It is therefore pertinent to understand the functioning of local self-governance institutions within the specific historical context. With the understanding gained by such study of the historical evolution of local self-governing institutions and their functioning in different time periods in the history, one is in a better position to understand their present working and likewise suggest alteration for further improvement. It is the functioning of the local institutions henceforth that have been set up following the 73rd and 74th constitutional amendments that needs to be observed and studied for the purpose of real democracy for democracy inheres in processes. In develop over time that characterize a particular culture cannot be denied. Democratic decentralization holds the promise of affecting real democracy by involving people in policy choices and other vital matters of administration that concern them at the grassroots which is where the actual implementation of policies take place and results are achieved and where the real success or otherwise of schemes and projects can be gauged. In this unit, we will study the evolution of local self-governance in India in the pre and post-independence periods. Text tells us that neither democracy nor democratic decentralization is an alien in India. There was an interrogation when local autonomy in governance was lost to centralized administration. However, after successive attempts in the post-independence period, the desired three-tier arrangement for local governance has been put in place now let us discuss historical view panchayats as an institution of local self government at the village level has its origin in ancient india a sort of village council or an association of the residents of the village consisting of the village elders panchayats or gram sangh Performed administrative and judicial functions. Sometimes the Gram Sanghas or Panchayas were from among the villagers who regulated their own lives through these bodies. We find reference to Gram Sanghas in the Manu Smriti, Kotilya's Arthashastra, and Mahabharata. The Shanti Parva of Maharashtra refers to a Sabha named Sansad also. This consisted of the common people and was therefore called the Jan Sansad. Valmiki's Ramayana speaks of the Janpada, which was a sort of federation of village republics. Only those persons could become the members who had the general welfare of people in their hearts. Local self-governing institutions were disrupted following invasions from the northwest. Not much effort was made during the medieval period to re-establish the same. Mughal governance was highly centralized, villages were penetrated only for purposes of collection of revenue, never that much for administrative purposes. While the emperor had ultimate control, his team of Jagidars, Jamindars who formed the aristocracy of the Mughals interacted with the peasantry. But for exploitative purposes. This complicated agrarian relations in the countryside. The pre British Mughal system of administration had a highly bureaucratized hierarchy of officials. The British made full use of this apparatus of administration while bringing about necessary changes as per their own requirements. Administrative and political reform during the time of the British was largely guided by commercial considerations. Expanding commerce and private property needed rule of law and an official machinery to enforce the contractual obligations. Therefore, political and administrative reforms were carried out from time to time including establishment of local self-governing institutions on lines of British theory and practice. They lacked the local tinge nevertheless were there. The federalization of India is attributed mainly to the Gupta era, when centralized authority of the preceding Mughal Mauryan age gave way to a decentralized system where the aristocracy attained land rights and subsequently power over subjects. The oligarchy exerted considerable influence on the monarch which depended on them for military supplies and cooperation during combat. The trend continued during the reign of Harsha and Varshan later. At the eve of the 12th century, India had ceased to be a cohesive polity and presented a very gated picture of numerous tribes and ceaseless battles for paramountcy paramountcy however was attained long after by the british they consolidated the nation state however obviously for personal gain as above stated and introduced modern systems of governance. The British rulers for the first thought of reserving the trend of centralization only in 1882, when the government of Ripon issued a resolution proposing steps in the direction of local self-government, the resolution called upon the provincial governments to establish a network of local boards charged with definite funds throughout the country. Accordingly, the present idea of democratic decentralization is the result of Lord Mayo's resolution 1870 and Lord Ripon's resolution 1882, the report of the royal commission on decentralization 1909 and the Government of India Act 1919 and 1935 have further contributed in this direction. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.